everyone. Welcome to the Main Street Telegraph. It's July 10th, 2018, and I'm your host, B. Today I'll be starting out with some corporate stuff. Uh, it's a little bit of a slog. It's a little bit of a downer. Then we'll be on to movie news, park news, and all the stuff that makes us smile. But first, I'm going to try a new segment, a weekly trivia question. Some will be super easy, some will be a bit harder, but I'll read it out at the top of the show and close it out with the answer. Our first question is, on which hand does Captain Hook have his hook? The right or the left? Good luck! The Fox-Disney merger looks very likely to go through, as the Department of Justice has approved it. 20th Century Fox's shareholders are scheduled to meet on July 27th to vote on the deal, which is valued at over $71 billion. It seems that the only catch is that Disney will have to divest 22 of Fox's regional sports networks. Comcast could still place a counter bid, but I highly doubt Disney would lose out to them. However, an opinion piece in the New York Times written by the editorial board states that the Justice Department's approval of the sale might have gone through a bit too easily. For comparison, when AT&T attempted to acquire Time Warner, it was investigated for almost two years, and a lawsuit was brought against the sale. In this case, a sale was approved after about six months. A deal that would take the number of major studios from six to five. In the case of AT&T, in acquiring Time Warner, they were wanting to buy a supplier, something that is usually smiled upon because of the efficiency it provides. In the case of Disney and Fox, it's the same business. The article continues to cite favoritism from the Trump administration, with it being no secret that Trump has a love for Fox News. And while Disney won't be taking that on, the Murdoch family would become the largest individual shareholders in Disney, which will vastly increase their wealth if this deal were to go through. In a Forbes article by Jim Amos, he makes the assertion that this merger could not go so well for movie theater chains or those who like to patronize them. While Disney and Fox are both major studios, they operate a bit differently. Fox releases between 12 and 20 movies a year, movies that vary wildly in genre, but Disney typically sticks to under 9 film releases a year. The bigger difference is that while Disney may release less, they make far more at the box office than most Fox's movies do. Because of this, Disney charges theater owners more to rent their movies. Fox may release barn burners like Deadpool, but it's balanced out with smaller, less lucrative films, which means they really can't demand higher rental rates. It'll be interesting to see what happens, as Amos also states that it is unlikely Disney will take on many of the Fox distribution or marketing employees. The bottom line stated by the author is that this merger will likely result in less film releases and a rough reality for people who complain about the lack of creativity in Hollywood, as well as potentially higher rates for those that show the movies, especially since Disney will come to own 50% of that market. Disney would be taking control of several properties, including adult animated series like The Simpsons, Futurama, Family Guy, and Bob's Burgers, and other film IPs such as Ice Age, Avatar, Alien, Planet of the Apes, Predator, Kingsman, and one of my favorite animated movies, Anastasia. Alright, enough of that. On a higher note, Disney partnered with Apex Youth Center in New Orleans for the Essence Day of Service and closed it out by donating $25,000 to the organization. It was presented by Tracy Powell, Vice President of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts and Executive Champion for the Disney Dreamers Academy. In movie news, Ant-Man and the Wasp nabbed $76 million this last weekend at the box office, skyrocketing over the $57.2 million opening of the first Ant-Man film a couple of years ago. 
The Disney Cruise Line has just announced that it is adding another port to its list, Astoria, Oregon. This relaxing cruise will allow guests to visit many historical and natural monuments, as well as filming locations from Free Willy and the Goonies. Imagineers have recently revealed a stunt robot that can fly through the air, performing like a human acrobat. Dubbed Stuntronics, it has many sensors that allow it to make in-the-moment decisions, such as when to tuck its knees or slow down a spin to stick the landing. You might remember Stickman being talked about not that long ago, but in comparison, Stuntronics looks much more human. What will Walt Disney Imagineering research and development bring us next? The Starbucks at Disneyland Park has added another park mug featuring New Orleans Square, and they are having a very difficult time keeping them in stock. I love this mug, and I wish I could buy one myself. The mug uses the classic gold, purple, and green Mardi Gras colors, and shows the Haunted Mansion on one side, and the Pirates of the Caribbean on the other. Seriously, is anyone going to the parks? I'll reimburse you, plus shipping. Help! Keeping on with the New Orleans theme, Mickey beignets are now available at Disney World. I didn't even know they weren't available there. How have they been surviving? You'll find them at the Sasagula Floatworks and Food Factory in Port Orleans. They run three for four dollars, dipping sauces are extra, and you can also get a Mickey-shaped beignet sundae for six dollars. That's three beignets topped with ice cream, sauce, and whipped cream. You know what else is at Disney World? Peter Pan ice cream floats. The adorable treats start out with Sprite at the base and a swirl of key lime pie ice cream at the top and it's finished with a red chocolate feather, just like Peter Pan's hat. And, well, this isn't edible, but they look good enough to eat. A new set of mini ears are available at Disneyland. Topped with a pink sequin bow, one of the rose gold ears has a bite taken out of it, just like the iconic Mickey Mouse ice cream bars. So cute. Disneyland experienced the hottest day in history. Anaheim was at 113 degrees Fahrenheit on Friday, July 6th, a record for the city and perhaps the hottest temperature at any Disney park ever. Disneyland closed some of their all-outdoor attractions, like Big Thunder. To make matters worse, a technical glitch last Friday caused disruptions at both U.S. parks. A network outage that began at around 4 p.m. that day prevented guests from making dining reservations, from using the Fast Pass slash Fast Max system, and the My Disney Experience app from Walt Disney World. But Disney had everything all fixed up by 8 that night. All's well that ends well, I guess. details have emerged on the Star Wars Hotel being built at Walt Disney World since new permits have been filed with the South Florida Water Management District. The plans confirm that the hotel will be rectangular in design, that guests will be driving to the hotel's entrance with access from the Hollywood Studios parking lot, crossing a drainage canal before reaching the hotel. This suggests limited parking, so it is likely we can expect valet-only parking. Also, it seems that the private entrance to the upcoming Star Wars park will drop guests between the Millennium Falcon and Battle Escape rides. There is still no official opening date for the immersive Star Wars hotel that will keep you inside the Star Wars story for the entirety of your visit. The Volo Auto Museum will be allowing guests to experience a double-decker omnibus that used to give rides to folks at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. They debuted at Disneyland Park in 1956. The bus in their possession was in use at Epcot in the 1980s and was retired in the early 2000s. The museum is having it fully restored and will be giving guests rides on August 11th. Alright parents and fellow adult Disney fans, prepare to get super nostalgic. Remember the series Bug Juice? 
Well, Disney Channel is bringing it back on July 16th. The unscripted documentary series that follows kids at summer camp is even being filmed at the original camp location in Waterford, Maine. You can catch it on Disney Channel, Disney Now, and Disney Channel VOD. Alright guys, that's all for today. Look out for another special episode coming this month in honor of Disneyland's 63rd anniversary. I also want to give a shout out and my thanks to everyone who has supported the show by liking the Main Street Telegraph Facebook page or one of its posts. Thank you to Eric, Shelby, Jade, Camille, Irene, and Chloe. Oh, and I can't forget my favorite fan, Logan. I hope you liked the show today, Logan. Oh, and before I forget, the answer to the trivia question in Peter Pan, Captain Hook had a hook on which one of his hands is his left. He had the hook on his left hand. Did you guess correctly? Let me know that or any thoughts, questions, concerns, corrections, or even just to say hello at MainStreetTelegraph at gmail.com. You can listen to and download the show at MainStreetTelegraph.com, but you can also listen to it on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. If you have a preferred listening platform, let me know what it is. I'm sure I can get it on there. And lastly, if you like the show, please give it a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you really love it, tell a friend. Even more thanks is owed to Chloe, as today's show will be closing out with some audio that she got from the new auction scene at Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Feathers, dearie. Show them your flock. Hey, send him for dinner,